a science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true stories of how science has affected people's lives. This week's story is from two people, at the same time. At our last event, we tried having a couple pairs telling their stories together, and it went quite well. So here are Kelly and Zach Wienersmith. The story was recorded in February 2013 at DROM in Manhattan. The theme of the event was Love and Science. Hi. <laughs> that was good, right? Uh, so, uh, Kelly and I actually met on OkCupid, <laughs> which is a really good site for um, geeky people because you can check each other's educational attainment before sending a message. <laughs> but um, they also had this, well, they used to have this really cool blog where they would crunch numbers on um, weird information about people who um, use OkCupid. Like, you could, apparently, like, if someone uses the word grammar, it means they're into rough sex. It's, or it's, it's statistically correlated, I should say. <laughs> uh, and apparently if a guy says, um, uses the word boating, uh, he is into gentle lovemaking. Um, so, um, but, uh, oh, um, so anyway, we'd both been using OkCupid for a long time, and uh, we'd been on some dates and hadn't had much luck. Um, and then we happened to email each other within about um, 10 minutes of uh, each other. We, we both sent emails within the same 10-minute period. Um, which is about, at this point, uh, three ten-thousandths of a percent of our relationship. So, very unlikely. So when you understand statistics, you don't get super excited about these coincidences. And what was kind of interesting about the fact that we emailed each other within such a short period of time is that neither one of us would get excited about the idea of soulmates or fate. Like, we're not particularly emotional people like that. But we bonded over thinking that this coincidence was meaningless. Like, it meant nothing. And so it was sort of like a, a non-coincidental, coincidental, non-coincidence sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're uh, a nerdy person, you, you sort of get used to kind of shutting up around other people because other people think you're boring. Um, but uh, I, uh, she was getting a PhD in um, animal personality, and uh, I was... Um, and other stuff. I don't want to slight you. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you and, just write dick jokes. <laughs> dick jokes pay a lot better. <laughs> it's completely off topic. Um, <laughs> so, and anyway, so she was getting her PhD in all sorts of amazing things, and um, and I was getting a post baccalaureate uh, degree in physics, and so we started sending these really long OK Cupid messages to each other. Um, we actually had to. Uh, switch to regular email uh, just because OKCupid caps the number of characters you can use. So that's how we got to the next level of our relationship. <laughs> so then we started spending many, many hours on the phone, which was kind of amazing to me because I hate talking on the phone. But we would talk on the phone for so long because he was letting me do what other people wouldn't do, which is just totally nerd out. 
<laughs> and so he'd let me talk for hours about the things that I learned during the day, and then he would do the same thing. And it was clear that we were both total workaholics and absolute nerds. And what I loved was that my friends were putting up, at the time, this wall between work and fun. So when you were out, you were not allowed to talk about your work. But that bummed me out because I wanted to talk about the stuff I had learned that day. But he hadn't put this wall up. And this was really exciting for me because I had been on a lot of dates and been in a lot of relationships where I was having a major problem where my partners just didn't understand how I felt about my work. And so I actually had one boyfriend accuse me of cheating because, quote, no one would study fish behavior on weekends. <laughs> Which is unfair, because I was studying fish behavior on weekends. <laughs> but we would spend all of this time talking about ideas, and it was really great, but we both were kind of workaholics and were fueling that in one another based on these conversations. So we would get really excited when the other one would cancel a date because they had a lot of work to do. And, it, yeah, and it that's hot. weird, but it, it was... <laughs> And it's, we it's weird, but it made you feel like you found someone who understood what was going on and like understood you. But this ended up sort of being a problem later on in our relationship. But at some point, we had been talking on the phone for ages, but we hadn't met each other because he was living in a different city. So eventually I decided, okay, I have to meet this guy eventually. So I lied and I said, I'm coming to San Jose to see the Body Worlds exhibit. You can join me if you want. I'm going to be there anyway, which was, <laughs> which was a total lie, right? Because I wasn't planning on seeing dead bodies by myself. Like... <laughs> I, if he canceled, I was going to back out. Yeah, it, it ended up being really cool. Um, if, you, if you don't know, it's one of these exhibits where they plasticize bodies and put them on display in uh, artistic sort of ways. And uh, I, 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 for most people, um, you know, going out for breakfast and then going to see a plasticized fetus uh, is not an ideal first date. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, when, when you're a total geek, it's just the interest of the science uh, sort of dominates the feeling of disgust and uh, and, uh, and just, which, which might actually make a good litmus test for geeks if they can stomach it that's that's quality mating material <laughs> baby um, but so we ended up having these uh, bi-weekly uh, fortnightly I don't want to be ambiguous um, <laughs> <laughs> We ended it. <laughs> Fortnite. Um, we, we ended up having these fortnightly uh, things we called library dates. And a library date was basically we would get up in the morning and we would go to the, um, the library together. And we would basically sit in silence. For, yeah, I know. Um, sit in silence for eight or 12 hours. Uh, and for most people, that's called contempt. <laughs> Uh, but for us, it was really nice because we sort of were both getting all of our work done, and we're still near each other, and it was nice. And you know, I would make little drawings for her, and we'd pass each other notes, and we'd go to lunch together. Yeah, it was really great. So we'd go on these walks for hours and hours, and we'd talk about ideas, and we just sort of, you know, got in this this habit of just talking for hours and hours about really interesting stuff. And but to us, this seemed normal. But apparently, this wasn't normal to everyone. So we went out with my friend Steve once, and we went on this walk, and somehow the Irish potato famine came up, and we just could not get off this topic. Like, Zach had to tell me about how economics is an under-understood, under not very well understood aspect of this problem, and I had to tell him about how the fungus works. And I remember my friend Steve thinking it was really interesting that we wanted to have this conversation, but really unusual that we just, like, wouldn't let it go. <laughs> but, but we were having a lot of fun. But do you, do you remember what you said when Steve left? I said, um, if I recall correctly, 
my observations were more salient than yours. <laughs> Which they were. <laughs> I don't think so, but so... <laughs> So eventually, he, uh, we decided that we were going to get married, and now we had a really big decision to make. So I had just published my master's research under my maiden name, Smith. And I was looking in the in Web of Science to try to find my publication, but there were over 90,000 papers by K.L. Smith. So I was just lost. And I'm not like an old-fashioned person. I hadn't wanted to change my last name, but... But while I was a kid, I have to admit, I used to dream of having an exotic last name because I was kind of tired of getting lost in the sea of Smiths. And, uh, you know, things started to go well while we were talking on OkCupid, and I remember asking Zach what his last name was, and I was already kind of, like, falling for him because I just thought he was great. And he wrote back, and he's like, my last name is Wiener. <laughs> I was like, this is not what I had in mind. <laughs> But anyway, so then I checked Web of Science to see how many wieners there were, right? Because if you're going to take that name, you, like, you don't want to take that hit for nothing. And it... <laughs> Sorry. I was born with that hit. Yeah, I know. But it turns out there's a lot of wieners out there. And, and so taking the name Wiener wasn't really going to help me out that much. Like, it would cut a couple thousand off. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to take Wiener for nothing. But, but there's, no, there's no Wiener Smith. All one word. And so, and I thought that was really hilarious, actually, because I'm 12 inside. And so we decided to call ourselves the Wienersmiths for the sake of my career, but I wasn't going down alone, so I took him down with me. And so, so at that point, we became the Wienersmiths. <laughs> but no, it's... Wieners! There's, there's more story. Uh, so about, uh, about a year after that, um, we, we moved in together, and about a year later, we ended up moving to Santa Barbara, because there's a great parasitology lab in Santa Barbara for Kelly. Um, and we had this awesome idea, which was we could save a lot of time if we got married and moved on the same weekend. <laughs> which I, I guess in retrospect was technically true. Um, <laughs> but uh, we ended up both getting strep throat that weekend. And it's sort of a blur uh, <laughs> at this point, but in about three days, we packed up our entire home, had strep throat, the most sick either of us ever been, and got married. And, and then we moved to Santa Barbara. And it was the beginning of this really stressful time in our relationship because we, I was working on a book, and I was writing these daily comic strips, and I was working for a sketch comedy group, and a couple other things. And my career was really starting to take off, so I had all these people I w wanted to say yes to. I wanted to say yes to everybody. And uh, we, Kelly was working on her experiments just constantly, so we just almost didn't see each other anymore. Yeah, and stuff was going really well for me. I was saying yes to everyone also, and work was getting crazy. So it was getting to the point where I would wake up in the morning, he'd still be sleeping, I'd kiss him or goodbye, I'd go to work, I'd come home, we'd have some ice cream together, and that was pretty great. But then I'd go to bed, and he would stay up for a couple more hours working. And so the great thing about OkCupid is it matched both of us up based on a lot of things, but probably also based on the, the way we feel about work and our drives and how we're both kind of workaholics. But if it had matched us up a little bit less well, then I think one of us would have been like, this is crazy, what are you doing? Stop! But, but we just kept going and working too hard. Yeah, and, but there was this sort of nice thing that happened, which was I think we got sort of more sentimental for each other because it's sort of a, a very profound thing to have to turn out the lights after your wife goes to bed and then have to go back to your office to write jokes. 
uh, for a few hours. Um, and uh, so it sort of surprisingly, I think, made us feel more for each other. And so we started to try to make time for each other. Uh, we, we would take these long walks uh, down to the beach. It was like two miles to the beach, but we would try to go as often as possible just together. And we started going to the pub. There was this uh, Irish music restaurant we liked uh, that we would go to on weekends. But around this time, we, we made another move, and we both started getting so stressed out that we were getting like physical health ailments from the stress. So he was starting to get crazy stomach pains, and I was getting shortness of breath driving into work because it was just unclear how I was going to finish the mountain of work that I had to do in the small number of hours in the day. And I think that part of why we managed to get in this situation is because we both loved about the other one how hard they worked. And so when they would work really hard, we'd be like, oh man, well, you know, this person is awesome. And you could tell that your partner was excited about the stuff you were doing. And so we each had this drive to work really hard that was magnified by the way like we were looking at one another. And so it was getting kind of out of control. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we just started to, to try to make more time. And I, I remember... Just a little while ago, I was uh, I was with my friend Chasen uh, in Los Angeles, and we were driving, and he said to me that day he had, he had said he'd used the phrase um, you know the journey is more important than the destination, and he said it was the first time he ever said that, and I didn't scoff at him immediately. Um, he was really excited about it, um, and um, you know I get, when when you're when you're a nerd, <laughs> you 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 define yourself by your work. You really do. And then when you get into this position where your work is killing you, you sort of face a, a really stark choice, which is do you let the work just kill you and make your life terrible, or do you stop doing the work and then what are you if you're defined by it? Um, and so what we decided to do, we, we went through this um, change in our mentality about ourselves and our work, and I think we it was nice because we had each other at the same time, so we were both going through the same sort of emotional changes in our lives at the same time, and we could sort of share that together. Yeah, and so we decided we'd start spending more time together and tried to go out more, and it was kind of amazing because it had been so long since we had gone out just to have fun that it was like, oh my gosh, I remember this guy. He's, he's a total nerd, and we have so much fun <laughs> together, and like, why have, how have I forgotten this? And I think that when you're a nerd... You spend so much time and energy trying to understand and learn what no one knows that you end up forgetting what everyone knows, which is that at the end of your life, when you're tallying up all the things you did, you're going to count the fun stuff, too. Thanks. That was Kelly and Zach Wienersmith. Kelly is a PhD student at the University of California, Davis, studying how parasites manipulate the behavior of their hosts. When not zombifying fish, she co-hosts a podcast called The Weekly Wienersmith, about everything from biology to economics to 3D printing to astronomy. Zach is the creator of the comic strip Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial. He has a degree in literature and three-eighths of a degree in physics. He is currently running a Kickstarter for a book of science-themed comics called Science, ruining everything since 1543. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have our magazine, archives of the podcast, and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wecht, Aaron Barker, and Ari Daniel Shapiro. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. 
Special thanks to Drom for hosting the show and to OKCupid for making that happen. Thanks for listening.